0: Welcome back to the Film School for Marketers podcast brought to you by Impact. We've got a very special episode for y'all today. We had some great questions come in in the Film School for Marketers Facebook group. In fact, a specific one stood out. And y'all are curious about computers for video editing purposes or what kind of computer uh, would be the best setup? What should you look for? And so considering I'm not an expert in this, we had to pull out the big guns and I've brought on one of my very good friends, Kyle Bento. How's it going, everyone? I think you have such a cool job. Tell us a little bit about what you do and who you do it for. Sure. So
1: I manage the marketing team for FCP Euro. We're an online retailer of OEM and Genuine Auto Parts for European cars. So we sell parts to people who maintain their BMWs, their Volkswagens, their Volvos, or Audis, and Porsche, and a bunch of other brands. And my role is really to align our marketing team around kind of the vision of the company. And a lot of what we're doing is engaging with this incredible European car community. So we're creating a ton of video content, a ton of um, you know, marketing materials, taking a ton of photos, but ultimately delivering those in a way that helps customers um, know who we are and and how we help serve them. So, uh, it's a really cool job. It gets to kind of, uh, it it allows me to kind of flex my creative juices while also helping other people. Um, so
0: I, I really enjoy it. So Kyle is actually a former impactor, a current friend, a brilliant creative, wonderful videographer. He knows way more than I do about computers and what to look for. And so when I reached out to him, I was like, Hey man, would you be willing to come on the podcast and talk to us? And he was like, yeah, for sure. And so, first of all, shout out to, to Leah Hovland, who asked us, this is specifically, she asked us, would love if you guys could talk about the technical part in one of the episodes. Um, she was referencing a call that we had um, about computer software. And she said, I imagine several newbies in videos will encounter the same storage issue when video volumes go up. So we'll definitely talk about storage. But this episode and what we're talking about today is going to be great, not only for you in-house videographers. But if you're a marketer uh, or even if you're on sales and you're doing a lot of video, you're going to need a computer that can keep up with the editing and the storage that you're going to need. And so you might be wondering, well, how do I know if my current setup is going to be good? So Kyle, what do you think are the things that, you know, or where should somebody look to figure out if their computer is actually suitable right now?
1: Sure. So I, I think we, sh- we should just lead this conversation by outlining the fact that this is an incredibly complicated topic are yes. people who spend all of their time, um, you know, kind of geeking out or being, you know, going into depth into stuff like this. But it doesn't mean that we need to let that kind of dictate how complicated we get with it. So, you know, the, the simple answer to how do you know if your computer is good enough is that Almost any modern computer that we're using nowadays is going to be good enough to do some basic video editing. Now, the question of when have I kind of tripped into that category where I need to start looking at something that's more serious, more powerful, that really comes down to when your current setup is actually getting in the way of you being able to work as fast as you want to. And so when I was thinking about this, I knew you were gonna ask me this question. And I was thinking, what is the 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 kind of the threshold in which you need to start looking at another setup or would even invest into another computer. And I think there's actually a kind of a nerdy way to solve a nerdy problem, which is if we look at the value of a computer, we say that a really good editing computer can be anywhere from you know a thousand to three thousand dollars. And then we look at how much time you spend editing. We can kind of start to back into how much time you might be wasting on your current computer and how much time you could save and figure out where the value is there. So, um, you know, I guess Zach, like let's, let's use you as a, as a loose example. I'm not gonna be able to do all this math in my head. So I don't know why I'm going down this path, but we're going there anyways. You know, Zach, how much time do you think on a weekly basis you're, you're editing, right?
0: So for me, I probably spend between the podcast and, you know, impact content, maybe five or six hours a week editing. Okay.
1: So of those five or six hours a week, how many hours are spent kind of stuck where like you, you hit render or you, you know, open a program, and then you have to go get a coffee or, you know, how much of the time is is like, is wasted just generally?
0: Well, fortunately my iMac keeps up with me pretty well. But I think just the very nature of editing in general, I mean, a lot of it is waiting on that stuff to render, files to sync up, especially if you're doing a lot of motion graphics, things like that. It it does take a while sometimes. And especially there's a huge difference between my my MacBook Pro and my iMac, just because the iMac is like souped up.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, the the where I'm going with this is that I've been in situations where I've used a computer that was not up to par and I spent more time waiting for my computer to do work than I spend actually working. And there are certain things like, say, taking a huge day's worth of footage and loading it onto your hard drive that are you're going to have to wait. Maybe exporting a video, you're going to have to sit down and wait. But for the majority of the operations that you're doing, Uh, A good threshold to know when to jump into I might need a new computer is when you find yourself waiting regularly for your computer because that time adds up and your time is valuable.
0: If if we're ready to to upgrade, right? So let's say as many of us probably found ourselves in the scenario like, okay, my computer is not keeping up. What are the things that someone should go and look at to see... Like, what are the functions or features of a computer that people should go and look at to see what might be slowing them down?
1: I mean, there's. We should have a whole conversation around storage in general. You should have a whole conversation around, you know, the different components that go into a computer. But at the beginning of of this whole journey into getting a new computer, um, you know, you had already kind of mentioned it. You mentioned that you have a iMac and a MacBook Pro, which you have a Mac laptop and a Mac. Desktop, and I think the first question that most people are going to ask themselves are, do I need a desktop or a laptop, and do I need a Mac or a PC? Um, You and I are both somewhere between on the road all the time and working from a kind of a home office, Um, and I think because of that, you and I have kind of landed in a place where we want both a a desktop and a laptop. But I would say that picking between those two. Desktop is definitely if you're if you're in one place all the time and you're not doing a lot of editing on the road, you don't find yourself stuck in airports trying to send things out to clients or to your company or whatever that is. Um, desktop's going to be preferred. It's just the value for performance is so much higher. The upgradeability in the future, say you you know you want to add some more memory or something like that, is is going to be there that you're not going to get with a laptop. And the real big downside to a desktop is obviously you can't put it in your backpack. So um, I think that's probably an easy distinction to make really has to do with where you're doing your work and how you're doing your work. And I personally would always lean towards a desktop, but the nature of my job means that I couldn't rely 100% on a desktop.
0: Yeah, so it's a good point if you're really uh, focused on being able to be portable, then a laptop is going to be an easy decision to make. If your focus is being able to have that high customization, at least from what I understand, if that high customization and you're primarily working out of an office location, then the desktop is probably going to be the better out to go. What are the things that you would look at in, in, in either of these? And obviously we're, we can't get in the weeds as far as like go and buy this brand and buy this product. But sure. how do you, how do you determine what's going to be the best in those areas?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, and this is like going back to what I said earlier, where this is so complicated and people take this so very seriously. Um, and I myself have have probably gone too far down this rabbit hole once or twice when building a computer. And then over time, I've just realized that if you just favor certain things that and you buy high performance equipment, that it's going to work Well, there's no scenario in which this is going to fall flat in your face and you're going to end up with something that is terrible if you favor a few important things. So I think the most important thing that we kind of cover first is actual data management. Video, as you know, and as I'm sure everyone who's listening to this knows, takes up huge amounts of storage space. And it's important to understand the different types of storage and how those would affect like how you'd build a computer and how you would manage them. when it comes to editing and you know managing projects it really comes down to having to bucket your storage into archival storage and then like active working storage i was thinking of a good example of, of how this would apply in like an everyday scenario and when i grew up i had my parents had a, a food cabinet right next to the refrigerator, right next to where we would cut you know, the vegetables and, ma- and make breakfast and all that stuff. Then we also had a kind of a storeroom in the basement where we would store you know, the, the, the rainy day um, stuff or the, you know, the extra case of water or whatever it was. And you have to take that same mentality with your, with your video storage. You basically need something that is maybe a little bit smaller that you can, that it's faster, that you can access on a regular basis that you're going to work off of. And that's going to be a solid state drive. Like I can't recommend that enough. The solid state drives have come down so much in price that you're going to want when you're picking a computer to absolutely pick one with solid state hard drive.
0: So what is, um, Kyle, what does that mean? What, what is a solid state drive versus a normal hard drive?
1: Sure. So a solid state drive is essentially the same technology that's in like a flash thumb drive or your memory card that goes into your camera. It's a, it's a microchip without any moving parts that actually stores all the information on it. Uh, and in recent years, they've gotten to the point where they're big enough. I'm sure everyone's experienced this where like, you know, back in the days they used to hand out swag and they'd be like 128 megabyte thumb drives. And now they're handing out swag and they're like 128 gigabyte, which is a thousand times the size. Um, we've finally gotten to the point where these little chips that can go inside your laptop are actually big enough to, you know, house entire projects. Um, so. I just—it's um, kind of funny that we're having this conversation. I'll probably reference this a couple of times. I just bought a new laptop at work, um, and I prompted for a one terabyte internal hard drive that is solid state. Um, one terabyte is 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 actually pretty big. I would say that you know you're going to want something between two hundred fifty six two hundred fifty six gigabytes and one terabyte is really kind of a healthy space. That you can put projects on that drive and actually work on. Um, The other type is a disk drive, which is more of traditionally what we think of when we think of a hard drive, and there's actually a spinning platter on the inside that the data is stored on. The only the problem with that is it's really cheap to store tons of data on those, but they're slower and they're actually a little bit more volatile in the fact that if you drop your laptop while you're working, you could lose all that data, which is not really a problem with solid state. So,
0: What about with RAM memory? Because... I mean, if you look up like how much am I going to need for, to do whatever, it's just going to tell you you need more. Is there there's like a sweet spot of w- what you really want in a laptop or a desktop uh, besides just saying like, yeah, the more you have, the faster you can go? So uh,
1: yeah, the 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 best answer for that is to look at how much you're actually using and then determine how much you need. When you have a project open and you have, you know, say you've got your biggest project you've ever worked on, you can actually open up, I think it's called Task Manager on Windows and it's called uh, Performance Monitor on Mac. Those will actually tell you how much RAM of your, you have available and how much you're actually using. And that gives you a good gauge of, am I tapping out? Like RAM is, all that matters with RAM is that you don't use more, You never get into a scenario where you're using 100% of it because once you use 100% of it, it starts to move those things into slower storage areas to 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 go from there. So for me, uh, if you're looking for like a rough number, I would say 16 gigabyte is like a pretty healthy number. That's what this laptop has. That's yeah. what my current MacBook has. Um, My computer at home has 32, but I'm doing some more kind of like 3D and After Effects work, which can be a little bit more intensive and and can benefit from having a little bit more space. But I would say most people would want to land around 16.
0: All right. So generally speaking, we're like the one terabyte hard drive is is a good range to be in this uh, 16 gigs, RAM is good range to be in. And what about with video or graphics cards? This is one thing that has just kind of escaped me for all of the years that I've been using computers. I, I, f- I kind of understand it. I just try and listen to what the gamers say, because if the gamers say something is good, then usually it'll be okay for video. Sure. But what, what are some things to that, that we should be looking at? The actual answer is to favor processor. Put
1: your money in your processor. Don't put your money in your graphics card. Okay. Okay. Um, the majority of like let's say that most of us are using either final cut or adobe programs the majority of the functions that are happening by those programs are actually optimized to be processed on a processor so you're going to want something like an intel i7 quad core or something like that um, the or even more you know six core processor and there's this is where you can really get into the complicated parts where there's you know hundreds of models that are all different and i really like to think like you can go the route of looking at like a computer builder like Dell or, uh, Packard and seeing like what they recommend and just kind of shooting towards the highest range that your budget will support. um, and know that the processor that they picked fits the package well, or really if you're, you know, if you're trying to balance between processor and graphics card like you're just going to want to end up spending most of your money on a processor and then some of your money on a graphics card, because, um, a small portion of the processes that actually happen happen on the graphics card, where the majority of them happen on the uh, processor.
0: And the 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 Intel i seven that's the latest processor. So I actually don't know. Uh,
1: I heard okay. that Intel released a new um, a new model, and, th- and that might be. Um, you know, so this is a perfect example. I don't keep up on this as, as, as much as I could because it's, it's a rabbit hole and they're constantly releasing new products. And I wouldn't want to say that, that I knew that that was the case. I know that I sevens are kind of standard equipment right now. So that's why I recommend
0: it. Yeah. Yeah. There's too much to keep up with, man. Yes, it's just like trying absolutely. to keep up with all these new cameras and audio equipment. It's just, you know, the latest and greatest, it's going to be new week to week. Okay. Yep. So, so this is really good. So focus on the processor, not so much on the graphics card. Mm -hmm. That's really helpful. That's I I didn't even realize that I I thought really it was uh, I didn't realize the programs were relying so heavily on the processor. So that's really useful information. So as long as I've known you, Kyle, you're really good at always finding like budget deals. Like what's the bare minimum you can spend to get the optimal result? That's like I love that about you. Do you? Because I know you've been looking at computers recently because you just bought a new one and. You don't have to give us like a specific number, but what's a good price range? So given everything we've talked about today, the storage space, the RAM memory, the processor, laptop versus desktop, what are some price ranges that many people are going to find themselves in?
1: Yeah, I mean, this really comes down to the intensity of the work that you're doing. I mean, there's, there's no way around that. Like a, um, I would say that you're going to want to spend somewhere between 1000 to $1,500, to to if you're doing... I would consider like basic video editing so you've got Final Cut you've got Adobe you're importing you're exporting in that the reason the 1000 number is going to be important because that's when you're going to start to jump into like the solid state hard drive range Um, that's when you're going to jump into the i7 range instead of having an i5 or whatever is currently out right now Um, that's going to land you in like the thousand to two thousand dollar range when you are spending the majority of your time on video I really do think that it's not ridiculous to spend upwards of $2,000, maybe even $3,000 on a computer um, that kind of supports what you're doing. Now, this all goes back to what I said earlier. It really comes down to how much time do you spend and how much time are you potentially losing to your computer if you're spending all of your time doing video editing, that is your core function, then to me, $3,000 $3, investment for a computer that's going to last you three years and saved you, save you 10, 20 minutes a day, um, that's a drop in the hat. Um, but if you're only doing it a little bit here and there, and those slowdowns aren't affecting you as much, or your workflow doesn't you know, cause those slowdowns to be as important, I mean, a big part of this too that we, we haven't discussed is you know, jumping into editing 4K footage is a whole new world of of demand on a computer. But if you're doing, you know, basic video editing, 1080p, going into Premiere, adding a title sequence, things like that, you know, you can definitely get a good setup for 1000 thousand, thousand, fifteen hundred $1,500 to, to get you by.
0: Yeah. You bring up a really great point. A lot of what we've talked about today and even, even the workflow that I use very often is a 1080p workflow, meaning it's 1080p output. So if you're working in video right now, I imagine a lot of what you're putting out would be 1080p. 4K is if like you have a 4K camera and you're editing in 4K requires a lot more out of the computer in general, and it's gonna be significantly slower. So thank you for bringing that up, Kyle. That's a really important point. You're not going to get a super BA machine for for a 4K workflow in that price range that we just talked about, so. Correct. Important to know.
1: You know, a couple other things that we that we touched on earlier that, that I think is important and that I personally just went through is I've used Mac products for a really long time. I've used Windows products for a really long time. I, for, for the longest time, had a Mac, uh, PC at home that I built that is super powerful. I'm really happy with it. And then I've always used MacBook Pros at work for travel. And I just really like the way that they, um, they allow you to manage working on multiple things at once with the, the whole multiple screens and all that stuff. Um, I recently learned that there's a big downfall by being in both ecosystems at the same time. And it really comes down to how storage is managed. I won't go too much into detail, but essentially if you have a hard drive that needs to communicate, like I have an external hard drive that a lot of my projects live on when I'm working on them. And if I needed that hard drive to be able to communicate with my Windows computer and my um, Mac for work, then I put all the data that's in that hard drive in a situation where it's actually not uh, as safe as it could be, and I recently just lost about 12 hours worth of work due to that. Um, and that was the that was kind of the straw that broke the camel's back. And the MacBook that I am recording this podcast from is actually this podcast might be its last hurrah with me because I have this new Windows machine that I've switched over to. So I guess the lesson there is it's probably best there's Really, the Mac versus PC thing is really a preference thing. Macs are going to be a little bit more expensive per uh, performance, but uh, it's really a preference thing. And I just don't recommend trying to live in both ecosystems at once because it's just—it's a lot of work trying to get them both to work play nicely.
0: Yeah, uh, no one wants to lose a massive amount of work. That is not fun.
1: That was a bad day. Let me tell you that.
0: Yeah, I can imagine. So. Kyle, where can, because there's a portion of this audience that is in leadership. They're not going to be editing They're they, they just want to know kind of what they should be looking at in terms of budget. There's a portion of this audience that is in sales and marketing, and they just want to learn the strategy. And this is good stuff for them too, to know as far as, you know, what to buy and equipment for some of the videographers out there, especially the really nerdy ones like us who like where's a good place to learn about this stuff? Who do you follow to keep up with like the trends that are going on with, uh, more of the, like the computer technology side of the video world? Sure. Um, I honestly,
1: I think Reddit is probably the best place
0: to get
1: computer information because there's, um, because computers are something that are so opinion-based. Like there's, there's five models of a processor that all kind of do the same thing. And, they're so nuanced. It's really good to be in a community like Reddit where people can impart different opinions and have different real world experiences, versus like watching a YouTube video where it's one person really speaking to you. Um, so Reddit has this really cool subreddit um, that we can link in the in the show notes. I'm sure called. Um, I think it's called build a PC. And what it is, is it's actually people go onto that subreddit and they say, Hey, I'm a video editor. This is my budget somewhere around here. These are the types of things I'm working on. Uh, I need a laptop. Can you help me build a PC? Or can you help point me in the right direction of a, of a pre-built PC that I could use? Um, and there's some really smart people in there that are uh, way beyond the level that I'm talking right now. And they'll be able to kind of help take you to the next level there.
0: That's amazing. Yeah, we'll definitely put that in the show notes. Well, Kyle, I really appreciate you being on our episode today, man. I would highly encourage all of you listeners to go check out Kyle Bento on the socials. Uh, We'll be sure to link everything up in the show notes. All right. Well, it's about time to bring this episode home. Kyle, thank you so much for being with us today. And thank you all for tuning in to listen. I hope that this was very valuable to you and that you kind of have a good place to start with building your next computer or upgrading from where you're at. If you have any more questions, make sure you hit us up in the Facebook group, Film School for Marketers, or hit us up on Twitter at Impact FSM. Be sure to like and subscribe on the YouTube channel. Go out there, make some awesome videos, build yourself a great computer, and until we see you next time, keep learning.